0: Pretty Tell me to your bed.
1: And welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers for my stage show that I run here in Toronto and beyond into the studio to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. This week, I have a super sexy guest, sex educator Luna Matados. Yay! Hi! Hi! <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be back on the show. It's yeah. very exciting. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. You're one of my favorite guests, uh, yeah. repeat guests, to have on the podcast. Aww, so thank like, you. I was so jazzed yeah. that we're having you back. <laughs> me too. Me too. And you're also on the. Uh, you're also one of my my bedpost darlings that I like to have on the stage show. As I well. love
2: being on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I love bringing sex ed to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's great. Just bringing it to yeah. Yeah. anywhere, anywhere, just anywhere, anywhere around town. <laughs> just bringing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. What? Maybe for the people. The people. The people. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can give them like just like a brief background of like you know what type of sex ed- education you do maybe how you got into it a little bit sure
2: yeah. yeah yeah um so i actually started teaching sex ed from a more like public health kind of perspective so i was working in kenya and working in like local communities here uh with teaching hiv prevention and sexually transmitted um infections reduction harm reduction all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then i realized people were choosing pleasure a lot of the times over the associated risks that we were talking to them about so I kind of did that as well. I still continued working for public health, but I wanted to launch workshops that actually responded to what people were doing behind closed doors. And uh, it was a, <laughs> it was fascinating because people are really interested. And if you bring people in through pleasure education, then you can still talk with them about risk and being safer and making emotional and physically safe choices.
1: That's amazing. Um, and I love that because I feel like a lot of... Well, definitely, like, formal sex education that we get in schooling is not pleasure-based, like, whatsoever.
2: Like, they don't even mention it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a big problem, not only for, like, a hedonistic kind of <laughs> perspective, but, I mean, a lot of the discussions we're seeing around Me Too and assault and consent, yeah. they can't happen if we're not talking about pleasure and what feels good and how do you articulate to someone that doesn't feel good or that does feel good.
1: Right. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. perspective on that for sure Um, that you can't talk about the negatives if you don't also talk about the positives like there's this whole wide spectrum of things that happen during sex and like between two private you know private moments between two people in a bedroom it's like yeah, talking about all of it is going to give people the best kind of roundest education on, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are things that you kind of tend to talk about nowadays kind of in your pleasure-based type yeah. of sex education?
2: Funny enough, I the first pleasure-based workshop I ever taught was on group sex. Yes! <laughs> and, and surprisingly, it was the first time Good For Her was hosting something on, on group sex and it was sold out. Yeah. People were very interested, very enthused. And I think just really happy to have a space where they could talk about something so taboo yes. I mean who are you going to talk with it about you're googling you're searching you're coming across things that are inaccurate or not responsive to your particular identities or needs so you're not getting the information you need or
1: por- um, porn
2: that's just so or porn, yeah that just has no connection form. yeah absolutely and it's yeah. not it doesn't give us anything but sort of a it's usually driven by like a male desire point of view and it's serving only one type of interest in sex yeah. <laughs> so, the, one, the person
1: with the penis the person yeah. with
0: with the penis. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I want to broaden that. <laughs> it's like if there's another way for you to be turned on, wouldn't you want to know?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so I love teaching things that are a little bit uh off-centered and so yeah. thinking about like kink and and just more creative sex or more imaginative role play types of things. I teach um other traditional things like oral sex from a more engaged perspective. So how do you really be, like, responsive to your lover? Love teaching strap-on play, yes. which we we're going to talk about. I'm yes. so excited. That's
1: one of the things yes. on the list today.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, so those are, those are some of the things I really enjoy teaching. I'm also looking into um, – I teach more, like, basic BDSM, mm-hmm. um, and I also teach more in-depth things that people might be curious about, but they're so niche that there's it's really hard to find information on, like water sports or pee play or things like that.
1: Yeah, um, and I feel like that, that definitely is something when I'm kind of looking through it, like – Yesterday, I was kind of looking through like your social media just to uh, see you know some topics, some talking points yeah. for us today, yeah. and all all the things that you tend to, um, at least that I'm noticing, that you tend to like speak on or do workshops on are, um, they're all interesting to me because it's not like the basic kind of workshops that you get it's always something that's like a little a little different you know and that isn't super available so I get why it's the talks that you do are so popular because nobody is talking about the stuff that you talk about. Yeah. And I'm not sure
0: why. Yeah,
1: why? <laughs> like I don't know why more of us aren't talking
2: about eating ass and face sitting and hand jobs and like Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's and I think part of it is um most of us didn't have this kind of sex ed. And so it's yeah. really hard to um actually teach and, and make a living and and find spaces that will host you for this type of um sex ed. So we don't have like the support structures for a lot of educators to actually flourish Teaching these kinds of things,
1: yeah, like as a full time gig, yeah, like full time job yeah, to like be a sex all educator, hustlers. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to make it happen, yeah. Um, because we'll talk about kind of the different platforms that you do speak on yeah. later, but um, O, o- School is yeah. one of your main yes. gigs, is yeah. that correct to say? Yeah, yeah. 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 So O School is um, it's a shame
2: free pleasure education platform, and so we teach via live stream, mm-hmm. and so you get a chance to like talk with the educators, you can like ask your questions, you can come in the chat, and it's a safe space because we have moderators so there's no trolls coming in being like hey baby it's not we're like cam girls but without like being nude
1: yeah from an education from an educational
2: perspective exactly so we work for tips and uh we provide there's about like 40 educators we live stream every day for at least four hours so there's tons of stuff for people to access for free
1: that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, great. And we'll yeah. get all the links and stuff yeah. like that at the end of the For episode. Sure. Um, so let's get <coughs> into let's get into it, girl. All right uh, one of our <laughs> one of our main things that we wanted to talk about let's let's start there, shall okay. we? With strap on fundamentals. Yeah. So strap on sex. Um, I I love that we're talking about this because I've got a bit of show and tell. Uh as far as strap on goes, you've got a bit of show and tell for some other some other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some other stuff. And yeah. also strap on fundamentals is the talk that you're going to do at the stage show. Yes. At Bedpost um this month. Yeah. Which I'm so excited about. Me so too. let's start there. Okay. Tell me about Strap On Sex.
2: So <laughs> lots of people um think that strap on sex is um something that's like uh Only for particular types of bodies, but like really anybody can strap it on. So whether you have a factory installed penis or you don't have a penis, you can strap it on. People strap it on for all different kinds of reasons. Um, Sometimes people strap it on because they want to be the one penetrating. If they're the one traditionally receiving and and getting their hole penetrated, then they want to experience what it's like to actually do the penetrating, do the giving. So it can be like a role reversal. Um, Some people want an extra dick. So maybe you want two dicks so that you can play with like double penetration or maintaining the length of an erection so that sex doesn't have to end when the penis is done. Mm -hmm. Um, And some other people really like it because it gives an opportunity to kind of explore beyond just like P and V. So beyond like penis and vagina. Mm -hmm. So we can do penis and anus. We can do penis and penis in vagina and anus at the same time. We can do all these different kinds of things by having like an extra thing. The great thing about strap-on play too, and I mean, you've got two harnesses that don't um, suit your pelvis, so you can actually strap on a dick anywhere. So you've got like the kick fucker
1: Yeah. So yeah. Let, oh so let me show this off because this is one of my sponsors who I'll mention in the break today. Yeah. But this is a harness mm-hmm. that fits on your foot or on your boot, and that is a conquering. And yeah, the, this is where we can put a dildo here so you can put it on your foot yeah yeah and then call another the kick one. the <laughs> kick fucker is that the official name no i just called that i keep saying that too and i'm like do they want me to say kick fucker? i think they're okay with it <laughs> i don't know i called that the unicorn. Like, oh you would i know i know so this is a leg strap on a thigh harness yeah, yeah very sexy oh this color is everything <laughs> it's and, so beautiful and same thing you can you're putting a dick like somewhere Different, different, you yeah, know, not on the pelvis. Yeah. And so yeah.
2: visually it's more interesting, but also like having something on your foot or on your thigh actually gives you more thrusting power because a lot of us who strap it on that don't have factory installed dicks, it's hard for us to learn the thrusting motion.
1: Yeah. That's um, a great thing yeah, to mention. Yeah. You get
2: tired quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like someone could actually sit on this. Someone could, um, you've got more power coming from your thigh. So yeah. it's just a little bit easier on the person giving.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the things, are there some like tips, tricks, rules uh, that we need to know about strap-on sex that's going to kind of enhance or help our experience?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I just put up a blog post about some of the myths around strap-on sex. And I think one of the problems is, is that people think if they don't get it right the first time that it's not for them. Right. But it's a skill just like any other type of sexy time thing it's something that you actually have to learn and figure out like what works for your body and what works for the body that you're penetrating Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me and you have like a lot of options when it comes to harnesses so you may just have a harness and be like this doesn't fit it slips or I sweat and then it's gone or, or whatever it is yeah. so try another one try another yeah, one don't just give it up yeah, yeah and don't buy the um like don't cheap out on a harness it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to do it if you're not sure you're into strap-on play then I would would definitely try like a try tutorial your friends. try your friends yeah, yeah or try like a scarf like you can actually there's scarf tutorials for like how you can like tie just a regular like pashmina type thing into like <laughs> into a strap yeah because wow. you don't i know people don't want to spend like two hundred dollars on something especially if, they're not if you gonna don't know it.
1: if you wanted if you enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay so you can actually make a pashmina into a strap totally on. totally it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah
2: yes, i love that <laughs> um and then one more big myth is that um a, a lot of straps on play, enthusiasts get involved through... uh, pegging, And so pegging is usually referring to someone who doesn't have a penis strapping it on for someone who does have a penis for anal penetration. Mm-hmm. And so lots of people are like, oh, well, like I tried it, but I couldn't get it in. And they tried this like giant dildo and, you know, pretty much like a finger you could <laughs> like start with. And yeah. that would start that would be little, enough.
0: The so one. they
2: get frustrated. Like their eyes are bigger than their butthole. And it's yeah. like, you know, I like, can't it like, do it. Yeah, I know yeah. all of us. Happens yeah. to the best of us. <laughs> um, so really starting small and just not, it doesn't have to be about like, these giant dildos. You there's very small, beautiful ones that are actually conducive to first time anal. So
0: it's great. <laughs> yeah. I know you want to have baby a plugs, big, big, big big dick, yeah.
1: but you know, <laughs> yeah. you can start You can l- work your way up. <laughs> you can work your way up to the big big dick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think something to mention is that uh, something that might make strap on sex difficult is that there's no like biofeedback mm. on the dick, right. So I can see it being kind of being fumbly or being a little um, clumsy with it um, because you can't feel where the dick is going because that is not your bio dick, you totally. know totally. so do you have maybe any anything? As far as that goes to help people, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Actually, holding on to the base of the strap on yeah. can give you a better sense of like how to stabilize it. Um, and having a strap on that's actually really tight against your body, whether it's your foot or your thigh or your pelvis, actually gives you a better connection to the strap on. Yeah. So there's a little bit of strap on science. Yeah. But <laughs> like, you actually can um, start with something also a little bit shorter. So, again, like dildo lengths, like you're not going to start with an eight inch or it doesn't make sense. You don't actually need that for someone's anus. Like, like depth doesn't really matter. Um, but you can you can use it for um depending which hole you're you're interested in, then you can kind of like manipulate. So sometimes the position also matters. Yeah. So having someone like on their tummy where you have like access to whatever hole you're interested in can give you a little bit more control. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, can see things. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> a hands and knees on their yeah, elbows and sure. knees yeah. situation. Totally. More flat good...
2: down, like lying down, like with their stomach touching and their
1: okay. their body sort of exposed yeah, yeah. okay that, that those are good like beginner positions yeah. yeah yeah um I feel like a. how about the person receiving mm-hmm. can they help out in any way and totally. like aiming or angling or yeah like a really
2: good way is if the person receiving is comfortable um sitting so if they would like to squat on the strap-on, that can help because then they control the depth, they control like how much, and you can kind of just hold it and help them you kind just of stabilize it. In place. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you become like a human dildo, basically. oh yeah. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> like,
2: um, also, communication. Like, it's really important to be like, "This is too much." Like, you're not taking one for the team. If anything's burning, that means something's tearing. Like, yeah. so you really, yeah. So we really need to be just communicative as bottoms and being like, "Yeah, like this is enough for now," or "I need more of this." Um, And also staying connected with the rest of the body. Like we focus on the hole that we're penetrating, but we forget that there's like breasts and armpits and thighs and like all these other things that we can keep arousal high. So the body stays relaxed.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, while you're mentioning that, oh, I was thinking of um, how about like lubricant situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lube, you can never have enough lube.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> Just in life lube. Yeah. It's like a general <laughs> rule for life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> using um, a long lasting lube, like a silicone lube is is really great, particularly for anal play. If you're doing vaginal play, you can get away with like a water-based lube and mm-hmm. it doesn't last as long in the body, but the, the vagina has natural lubricant. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have enough lube, add a bit more. That's always my rule. I'm yeah. like, okay, you think it's enough. I think it's enough, but I should add a bit more. Yeah.
1: And what about, though, say we have a nice silicone dick. Yeah. We can't use a silicone lube then, right? No. So you're right. So silicone toys um, don't pair well with silicone
2: lubes. They actually degrade over time. Um, But I figure for lots of strap-on play, I'm lazy. So I (laughs) want cleanup to be really easy. (laughs) So I put condoms on my dicks. Oh. right so you can use whatever lube you want then like and then you just take the condom off and you still have to wash your toy but at least it's not like the giant process of boiling and all these things you can kind of get away with soap and water if you've covered it with a condom
1: yeah and also silicone lube is like it's kind of hard to get off of everything yes that's a great idea to just be able to remove the condom and throw it out and then just wash your you know wash wash, your toy wash your toy as usual as usual would Um, Another thing um, that I've heard uh, as far as like pegging uh, goes is like an internal condom Mm -hmm. uh, can be a good option as well as we're talking about like cleanup, you know, anal sex. There is it. can get dirty it's dirty right totally um yeah. and you have to be kind of careful especially if the person is a vagina owner you know you've got to be got to try to keep things clean and stuff like that yeah um so i've heard of like somebody the person receiving anally is using an internal condom yeah in their butt yeah um and then they can kind of stand up and go take it out themselves at their own convenience yeah because sometimes with anal penetration you know there can be a bit of a mess yeah you know so it's kind of a nice option for that person that they don't have to deal with the mess right in front of their partner on the bed you know for a little the bit of dignity yeah. <laughs> yeah so they can they can go to the washroom and they can remove it and clean up like in the privacy of their own bathroom it's, yeah that's what they kind of that's like. a
2: great tip. yeah, internal condoms, um they used to be known as female condoms. yeah, um they're made of uh, polyurethane, so they're also latex free, so you don't have to worry if someone has a latex allergy. Um they're a little bit hard to find and they're expensive. yeah, so yeah, 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 they're yeah. one time use only. um so but they are a good alternative, as particularly if people want to do if they want to go from ass to vagina. Mm-hmm. and so you can keep the female condom in uh, or the internal condom in the ass or the, the vagina and that way the penis isn't like transferring any bacteria into the two ecosystems that doesn't belong yes right? yeah, yeah. as
1: we are just saying you gotta be a little careful yeah be a little careful yeah be a little mindful <laughs> but that's a great tip um, yeah. anything else as for a strap on um, that you'd like to say the only thing
2: I would recommend is that uh, and this is a fun thing yes. so
1: right. I yeah, put in, in, <laughs> at a pleasure base right pleasure I think place.
2: air thrusting is is like <laughs> kind of like a compulsory thing that you need to do if you're going to strap it on, and that's sort of like just getting used to the fact that it feels a bit silly, it looks silly, you know. But then also, there's this like phallic power that you can tap into because you don't normally have this between your legs if you're not um, a penis owner. So <laughs> get in front of the mirror, strap it on, and, and like do it those hips yeah. and do some circles, like helicopter your dick, yeah. so that you feel comfortable when you're putting it on for the first time during like a vulnerable sex moment.
1: Yeah, 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 wear it a bit. Wear it around your house, do the dishes, Yeah, clean the house yeah. while we're in this job on, yeah. just to kind of get used of having that thing there. Yeah,
2: and realize sex is playful, and it's gonna be silly, and yeah. it's sexy is silly, and so like, getting that all out of the way before you're in the moment when you're about to perform is like, yeah. can really help with your confidence.
1: And I feel like you you would kind of create a connect some connection with the Sure, jerk, you may name you know? it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like if you're wearing it around before and you're like spending some time I'm wearing Yeah, it. It's like, yeah. you know, is that a thing that might happen is like, oh yeah, this is my dick. Yeah, like, this feels like my dick. Yes. Now, you know? Totally.
2: Like, <laughs> totally. Or you may be like this is not my dick. I need a purple dick.
1: Yeah, like
0: yeah. <laughs> I got to go back to the <laughs> I gotta store. Go back store. Oh, yeah. Oh well.
1: Um okay, one thing I want to talk about as well, uh that when I saw this, this is like the name of one of your workshops. I was just in love with it. Eating pussy like a champ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) That's the first question
2: I ask people on Tinder. (laughs) I'm like, do you eat pussy like a champ? Yeah, I do.
1: do you eat pussy like a ham? <laughs> What's the response to that? What's the general? So
2: it's interesting because if uh... <laughs> I only use it actually if I'm I'm uh, I'm bi so I'll, I'll talk to both people both genders on uh, on Tinder but if I'm speaking with um, cisgendered heterosexual males um, I, and I ask that question you'll always get like one of three responses. Okay. So one response will be <laughs> if it's clean and I was like oh. vaginas are self-cleaning. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, Dicks bye. are not dick cheese. So like, <laughs> there are, there are think that's like, to me, misogyny around what female um, genitalia or like vagina owners smell like and yes. that we're supposed to smell like lavender or roses and natural scent is considered offensive.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's not. Natural scent contains pheromones and like all these beautiful things that contribute to like having better sex.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and then some, some, the next question will either be or the next response would be um, if it's clean and shaven. Ugh. And so I'm like, pubes are a choice. So pubes have nothing to do with hygiene. They have nothing to do with cleanliness. They're they're a natural um, expression of hair on our genitalia. Yeah. And so I'm like, you obviously have some sort of judgment around natural bodies.
1: Yeah. And uh, body hair. Like you watch too much porn, probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. Too much like yes. White cis yes. fit shaven plastic people. Yes. Yes. Which is not. It's so not it's, real bodies. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then sometimes the third answer would be uh, if I if I really feel a connection to the Person and oh, so, it's so it's like vulnerable
1: for you, but me sucking your dick isn't <laughs> yeah. okay. exactly, All exactly, right.
2: exactly. So there's totally a double standard. We saw that with DJ Khaled and like yes,
1: yes. bullshit
2: Kingsy whatever.
1: Oh. Like,
2: like yeah. So we we know that that exists and that's real and that's out there. And the correct response, like if someone asked me that, I'd be like. Oh my God, I get intoxicated on pussy. I want to like take in all the scent and I want to look at you and I want to like make you feel adored and worshiped. That's what eating pussy like a champ,
1: right? That's the response we want. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's goals right there. (laughs) That's the only way your pussy should be eaten. (laughs) Like, (laughs) with gusto. Um, So, how do we eat pussy like a champ? Are there any like are there i know it's so much more nuanced than just giving like five tips and tricks but like <laughs> is there like a you know a condensed version of this that would yeah. help people
2: yeah, eat pussy sure. better yes yes let's <laughs> just
1: contribute to raising the ball yeah let's for try like, at pussy. least yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so one of the things is that, um, you know, sometimes we see those guides about, like, do the alphabet or, like, do the thing. So, I mean, there are little techniques that you can learn, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's really dependent on the body that you're giving pleasure to. So being yeah. able to invite communication, like, babe, like, I love doing this. Do you want it faster or slower? Yeah. Like, asking questions in a sexy way can make people feel more comfortable to give feedback that's actually about their their bodies and their pleasure. Yeah, like, Part of the dirty talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like work it, it in, make yeah. it like a thing. Uh, and then <laughs> a lot of times we also do it, we don't do it long enough. And so we think that it's a we have this concept of that it's about arousing the vulva to get to a point of um, being ready for penetration. And so we're still centering um, sex around penetration, whether that's with a penis or with fingers or other types of things. But eating pussy is sex. And so it can be like an amazing thing to just do for your partner. So you want to do a quickie for your partner. Offer to eat their pussy. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. make that a thing. Yeah. And um, I feel like for a lot of women, they want that to be the main event. Yeah. Like, that's that's what gets a lot of women off. Yeah. Rather than penis-type sex. Totally. Like, so, for a lot of femmes, they're like, please make that the main event, please. Yes. Like, yes. please. <laughs> and
2: so much of women's pleasure, um, and, and there's been research around it, that we get off on deep kissing, Mm. Solid fingering and Ooh, solid, oral sex. Yeah, solid. not the finger banging. No, like you know, <laughs> yeah. like sophisticated fingering. <laughs> like, come and on. What, <laughs> and what was the third thing? Uh, an oral sex, and like oral receiving sex. good oral sex. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so even like uh, helping your partner be comfortable with receiving, because a lot of us have experienced these yeah. body shaming things. That you smell funny, or why aren't you shaved? Or your pussy lips are too dark, or your the lips are too big. And like, there's so much judgment around like the natural. experience expression of our genitals. Yeah. And so lots of people feel like shy and they can't relax when someone's going down on them. So they like feel self-conscious. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah. So yeah. helping alleviate that with compliments or like checking in and telling them how much you love doing it yeah. um, is better than kind of like going down and doing like your DJ tongue for like three seconds and
1: then being like, did you come? Did you come? Yeah. And you're like, no, of course no, not. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: no. no, of course
1: I didn't. Like... And I feel like another <laughs> thing maybe to bring up is like the anxiety of like being in your head when you're receiving yeah. oral is yeah. like like I'm taking too long. This is taking too long, yeah. and then you start to get in your head. Yeah, like, is there any any helpful tips you can give to people that? just start getting in their head when they're receiving. Yes, yes. If you start getting in your head when you're receiving,
2: I would like create a connection back to your partner. So mm-hmm. either like look at them and see like how amazing maybe catch their eye like if they're looking up from your crotch or touch them like touch their shoulders, hair. run your hand yeah. through their hair, yeah. like um, listen to their breath or their moans or the sounds like plug into something else yeah. and that Switch actually... Switch the
1: focus from you to them. Yeah yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And just like change the change the vibe so that it's you're actually looking for more things to plug into that are sensual and that sensuality is going to create arousal for you because you'll be like they're not done (laughs) like they're still going down there okay I can relax
1: like yeah yeah, yeah. 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 they're having a good time they're having a great time I'm having a good time (laughs) we're having a good time (laughs) everyone's having a good time (laughs) amazing um, and lots of people
2: complain that their jaw hurts (laughs) yeah yeah, right right
1: right so that's
2: a real thing or their tongue
1: is getting tired or their tongue's tired
2: that's because we're eating pussy like people eat it in porn and so it's all tongue and all jaw. And really, like, you have a whole face. So you can use your chin. Mm, yeah. You get can right rub that. Like, there. yeah, get right in yeah. there. Like, move it all around. Yeah. Um, the clitoris, like, most people think that, you know, it's just sort of like the head. But yeah. like, Oh, hello. Yeah, hey there, clitosaurus. Oh,
1: hey, <laughs> clitosaurus,
2: right? Um, but it's actually, like, this whole structure. So it's, it's a big structure. And um, so stimulating, like, the areas other than directly on the clitoris mm-hmm. can, like, increase and engorge arousal all around the vulva. So sucking on lips, um, licking lips, using a lapping tongue instead of a pointy tongue, Mm -hmm. not direct sort of stimulation on someone's clit. Like sometimes people want to make their mouth like a vibrator and that's not what a mouth does. So um, having a a sense of like being able to tap into this like beautiful network of clitoral tissue and erogenous zone. And again, like remembering there's a whole body. So touching thighs or like my favorite part, if I'm going down on someone is like the space between the crotch and the thigh.
1: Oh yeah, that that right? little like yeah 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 yes the little divot the divot the leg pit the oh, little leg pit the, let's the, a leg pit no the like what is it yeah I don't know it's like yeah, yeah I agree I love a big kiss on there yes yeah. like suction or suction yeah. yeah
2: and yeah. it usually it also has a high scent because it's like where sweat gets trapped or yeah. juices and so I'm like if you put your face in there and inhale someone and tell them they feel good and yeah. smell good. They're going to die. They're going to melt. Their heads going to pop off. <laughs> they won't be able to be in their head. They'll just pop off like
1: it will be gone. It will be gone. It will be gone. gone. Yeah. Elsewhere. Yes. Yeah,
2: exactly. Somewhere <laughs> else on the floor. <laughs> Next to your butt toys. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they're scattered about yeah, yeah. in the room. <laughs> the chaos. <laughs> Okay, this is amazing. I but I don't think I can go too much longer without talking about my sponsors. Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> so, everyone, we have three lovely sponsors for the podcast this sunny, lovely warm afternoon. Uh today we have Oasis Aqua Lounge, which have you been? Uh, maybe once or twice. Uh, a couple of times. <laughs> I, think. I love Oasis. Yeah, Oasis is a fantastic sex-positive sex club here in Toronto, located at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is a a diverse uh, venue as far as like gender identities um, and as far as sexualities which is really fantastic. Um, They're kind of like a community hub for all uh, sex positive folks here in Toronto be it like sex positive businesses or uh, entertainers and educators like yourself Luna. Which is also fantastic, Um, they have so many lovely uh, parts of their facility, like they've got a heated pool, they have a dungeon, they have a performance and uh, education space, Um, they've got a private room, they've got lots of fun play furniture, they've got a DJ and dance floor, it's like, it's endless, the fun things that are at this facility. Um, and you can find all about Oasis at Um another sponsor that we've kind of uh, alluded to here with our lovely strap on yeah uh, Uh, harnesses here is Unicorn Collaborators. And Unicorn Collaborators, uh, the great thing about their brand is that they're a body positive brand. So they make uh, products for a a range of sizes um, and they're either super adjustable or they just come in like so many different sizes. So there will be something for you on uh, their website. And they also want you to know that they are really into doing custom pieces as well. Um, and these are the artists by the way are two queer unicorns that have been doing this in here in Toronto for about five years they're really freaking fantastic they're amazing. people love them so much um, and if you're interested about any of their products you can DM them um, on their social media or you can email them directly at unicorncollaborators at gmail.com um, and lastly is comeasyouare.com Come as you are. fantastic sex shop uh, Toronto based as well but located at comeasyouare.com it is trans owned and trans operated. They're feminist, they're anti capitalist. Um, they want to give you the best products possible at the lowest price that they can get away with. Um, and they're also going to give you a coupon code if you're listening today. Uh, the coupon code is Bedpost. That's B E D P O S T when you check out at com And that will give you a 15% discount. And it, if you are. Also, in Canada, purchasing, and your is over $50, then they're going to give you free shipping. So, no brainer. Go to com, And actually, Unicorn Collaborators is one of their vendors at comeasur.com. So you could possibly get this kickfucker. Kickfucker. <laughs> Not its real name. Uh, at 15% off at com. I think it's a boot harness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what they <laughs> want <laughs>
0: like,
1: yeah. So thank you to all our sponsors for today's episode. Um so Luna, I'm just checking out our little show notes here. Yeah. I want to talk about anal joy. Oh yeah. and butt toys. Yeah. Cuz I I'm into it. Me Girl too. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Back up into it. Back on to <laughs> it. Okay. What 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 is some of the most important information that people need to have about butt joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so butt joy, like butt sex is is so taboo. Yes! <laughs> but everybody is interested. Everybody wants to do like it. They're but, curious but about everybody's it. Everybody's
1: curious. You know, they're yeah. kind of
2: like, so the the anus is the great gender equalizer. Yeah. Everyone has an anus. Yeah. Everyone has a butthole. And all of those little like crinkles right around um, your asshole yeah. are um, just folds of flesh that actually fill with blood when you get aroused. Because there's a ton of nerve endings right in your asshole right just in
1: those little crinkles yeah so sometimes just, just like other types of other genitals that flood with blood and exactly. get more sensitive the exact same thing is happening to, to the, the butt, butt. Hole. Yeah. yeah great
2: totally um and i think the biggest misconception about butt sex is that if you have butt sex it means penetration yeah. When you can have outer butt sex, you can eat ass, you can do crack massage, you can do all kinds of things to stimulate, uh, you can put a vibrator against the butthole while you're doing something to someone's genitals, and that is butt sex, and that so it is, doesn't have to be
1: about penetration. That is so valuable to tell yeah. people, because when people think about, about anal sex, they think about a penis going in a butt, which is awfully intimidating. Totally. Um. Even for me, that does a lot of butt stuff, yeah. I'm still like... Okay. Sometimes maybe if I'm in the right You know what yeah. I mean? Like like yeah. if that's not it. Yes. There's so much more uh, yes. to be done. Yes. <laughs> that's about. so true. And you make a really yes. good point, Erin,
2: cuz it's like there's um, there's so much misconception around like having to take it and that that is like the final finale. Yeah, As you said, taking one for the
1: team. Yeah. Like, yeah no, no, don't do that.
2: Don't ever do that. Cause yeah. you can receive a lot of joy if your partner is open to pleasuring your outer anus and not really worrying about the inside. Yeah. And sometimes our bodies and our, our minds are in the mood, but our buttholes are not. Yes. And so that can be a disconnect and you can be really you're like, but I want to do this, but it's just not today. And so that's okay. So, butt sex, first try, you can just keep doing it. Like, you don't have to be like, okay, this is not for me, or it hurt, or if it hurt, like it anal, I always say anal doesn't have to be pain. Like, it's not associated with that. It doesn't have to feel like painful. Um, And lots of people, even just having like a pinky finger is enough. And yeah. and that will feel like okay, my butt's starting to get used to the sphincters in my asshole um, going the opposite direction. Yeah, because a lot of times when that that pressure starts to be inside of us, even just a baby finger, yeah. we're like, shit, I'm going to take a dump on yeah. my partner.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that that as as um as much as the fear of it hurting. Yeah, I think that is maybe the secondary fear. Totally right. Yeah. So what, like, does that happen? Should we be worried about that happening? What can we do to prevent that happening?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it is an anus. Yeah. Like, shit does yeah. come out of it. it <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There might be shit in there. That's how we do <laughs> it. Like, so I think, like, first kind of prepping for if that happens. So one of the things I really like to do is keep, like, a dark towel by the side of my bed. Love so it. you can just, or a butt basket. I have a butt basket. And I'll just <laughs> throw things ah! in it. <laughs> As it's dirty, you know, I'm like, okay, this one's dirty from there, butt, so yeah. put it in there. Um, and, and, I mean, another thing you can do is if you're receiving or your partner's receiving, um, talking about, like, like hygiene beforehand. Mm-hmm. So if you had, you know, tacos and it's not a good butt day. Yeah. But sex is not on the menu for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> like if yeah. you know you have tummy troubles, if you struggle with IBS, if you've got other kinds of issues, um, if, you you really know, if you just really love tacos, you just really love tacos. Like it's probably not the best day for anal. So <laughs> also managing and communicating what's happening with your body because okay. if you are sick, then um, if someone is eating your ass, that is a potential contraction of whatever intestinal problem that you have. So yeah. if you like have like struggle with something, uh, food poisoning from E. Coli, that can be passed through the anus yeah. to your partner's mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
1: any yeah anything weird going on with your digestion yeah. that day communicate it. Yeah. Probably not the best day. Not the best day stuff. for butt stuff. Yeah. yeah, Anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And there's also um, you can use a soapy finger in the shower just to yeah. kind of like your baby finger. So put it up there and just like clean out just the immediate canal. That's pretty much as far as like a tongue would go inside you or someone else's baby finger. Right. Um, dildos are going to reach like a little bit higher up and they may already touch a bowel movement that is ready to come down. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you are really concerned uh, about being clean, if that's going to, like, really bring up your confidence and relaxation for butt sex, mm-hmm. use an anal syringe. Yeah. And so an anal syringe is just filled with water, no douching uh, materials or, like, no saline solutions. You don't need any of that. It's just mm-hmm. warm water. Um, and you can find them at sex shops or, like, in the butt aisle yeah, at, like, Shoppers Drug shoppers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just little blue, little... like, syringes. Yeah. Like, they're
1: great. And also, other names for that would be, like, an enema yeah. or an anal douche. Yes somebody might call it totally right totally so, yeah and and those come in. let's talk about like maybe the different types yeah uh, sure that those come in yeah because i feel like that might be a little intimidating for people to to go and buy that thing yeah and like, how do i use it and when do i use it and how do i uh, get the best like effectiveness out of those types of products totally totally
2: um i think for people who are beginner butt sex people um you're about to butt virgin or butt kindergartner, you're like <laughs> you're starting like very um, gently. And so you don't need a complicated like shower system. <laughs> you don't need yeah. these giant long um, sort of uh, spouts on on the enemas. Yeah. Go for something small and simple, small and cute. And yeah. you're spending under ten bucks if you're buying it, usually like at a drugstore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you sit over the toilet and you fill it up with water and you just like rinse yourself. You're you're rinsing yourself internally through your anus a few times until the water runs clear. Yeah. All that's doing is catching any like uh, poo particles that could be already in the canal. It's mm-hmm. not. Not like a um a colonic. Yeah, you're not colonic. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, if you feel any cramping, that means you went too far. You're yeah. just like and, and it's not bad, but it's just like you don't need to go that
1: deep for anal. Right. Um so I, I and think, so do it a couple times though. You yeah, say, okay. sorry, yeah, yeah, a couple, couple of times. times um, when should we do this? If we're planning on having some anal play tonight, when should we do yeah. this? I would say after you think it's your last bowel movement for the day before your
2: date. OK. And so I do it like just before. Like if you're going to shower and get ready for your date, do that first and then shower. Yeah. And, and you should be good to go. Um, if you're going out to dinner first and like you think there's going to be other stuff going on, that's OK. You can still clean yourself out. Yeah. And it's always OK to say, hey, like, you know, as things start getting hot and heavy, you could be like, I'm just going to go freshen up. Yeah. that's okay and yeah. if your partner isn't fresh and let's say you get down there and you're about to eat your partner or you're about to touch them and you notice something just be like babe I want to spend hours down here um, like do you want to take a shower together or do you need time to freshen up like that's usually a good enough cue for people yeah. like okay I'm going to go should and if someone's we, not yeah. getting it yeah,
1: yeah. should we <laughs> like... shower first use eye, eye phrases yeah. should, yes. should we shower first should yeah. we take a sexy shower yeah and w- I think is that a thing we should do or you
2: could totally say that but I mean lots of people if, especially if you're. You're hooking up, that's not realistic. Like you're not going to take a shower together. Right, right, <laughs> you're, like, right, 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 right. you're like, I just want to eat your ass. <laughs> so I'm just like, Hey, like go freshen up. I want to eat your ass. Like, Ooh. and just kind of yeah, like that. that so like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Even that's, that's hot to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Include that you want to eat their ass. Yes. And they'll, yes. they'll listen to whatever else you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. An, that's all. Mean, they're like,
2: okay, what else do you, like, like, yeah, what like, do you need a cupcake? Yeah. What do you need? Water, <laughs> water and cupcakes and a clean ass. <laughs> what <laughs> can I do like facilitate
1: Yeah. I love it <laughs> um, and and to say all this talk about like the douching and the enemas, that's as we said, that's not always necessary no. at all. You no. don't, you definitely don't have to do that. Yeah, like I've I've engaged in a lot of butt stuff, and ve- only very recently um, started to actually. Get, I actually got a little bulb, yeah. you know, a little bulb yeah. enema and I have started using that. But I've engaged in butt stuff for like years and years and years yeah. without doing anything at yes. all, other than taking a shower beforehand. Exactly. So you don't, ne- not you necessary. don't need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it I guess could be more necessary that if you're having uh, like larger toys. Yep. You know, the larger you go yep. and like if you're ac- you are looking to have a penis in there, then perhaps it might become more necessary if you want no mess n- no must, no fuss. No must,
0: no
2: fuss.
1: Yes. Then then perhaps but like if you're just kind of starting out with butt stuff, not a necessity in, in my opinion? No, yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. You don't.
2: It's more for like I would used to do it when um, I was first starting because I was just I wanted to have like peace of mind. Yes, I'm like okay, my butt's clean, nothing's gonna happen. I don't have to worry.
0: because
2: yeah. um, sometimes you can feel that maybe the lube coming out of you, it, you think you automatically think it's feces. Yes, and yeah, so. Yeah, yeah you're kind of worried about that. I think people also using barriers for butt stuff is just really practical. So even if you're fluid bonded, you're already sharing fluids with your partner. But putting on a glove or putting on a condom when something's going in the ass just helps with cleanup. Then you flip it off and you can use your hand or your dildo or your dick for whatever else you want to do.
1: Okay, let's... um, Oh yeah, we've got a little bit more time. Let's talk about... it just says uh, that you did some kind of talks or uh, seminars on weird sex. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> so I called it weird sex. Yes, yes, what? <laughs> what and why? Yeah.
2: I think that um, when we, we have fantasies or desires that are outside of things that we've seen popularized and normalized through like pop culture or like popular conversation or like, you know what we see as like normal sex, yes. um, we become weird. And so, like, kinky stuff is considered kink only because it's not um, considered vanilla sex or, like, what's mainstream to be understood as, like, basic sex. Mm. Um, but for some people, weird is butt sex. For some people, butt sex is normal. For some people, um, you know, dressing up in slutty lingerie for their partner is normal. For other people, that's weird. So, really, there's a lot of judgment and shame when it comes to what our sexual desires are. So, I wanted to normalize things that we thought are weird so that's everything from BDSM to roleplay to fetishes to you know, who cares if someone's turned on by um, you know, pantyhose and like you don't understand it. It's not about you. And so it really excites me when people are excite or people are turned on by weird things because I'm like you are so like brave to like tap yeah, into this yeah, like yeah. carnal thing that you maybe you don't understand either maybe there wasn't a particular pathological moment you can map back to in your childhood when you smelled somebody's pantyhose like yeah. you just like pantyhose and so and I think there's like you
1: for embracing it and yeah, realizing that yeah. it gives you pleasure and, and having and no judgment t- yeah, just and to like, not judge yourself about it and be like fuck it yeah, this brings me pleasure. Um, I will do it
2: exactly. Yeah. exactly. So that whole talk is around like, how do you talk to your partner about something that you think they may they may think is weird? Yeah. Uh, what do you do if your partner brings you something that's weird? or what if your partner's like, I want you to pee on me, and you're like, That's weird. Yeah. So how do you respond in a way that doesn't yuck someone else's yum? Yeah. Um, Which is tough, right? Because sometimes people bring us things that are also maybe triggering for us or that we associate with maybe violence or being a bad person or being like uh, deviant. And so it can be tough for the person listening to their loved one or their partner or someone that they have sex with. Mm -hmm to hear that this weird pleasure is coming out of them. We often think that's like, well, why did I choose this, like, weirdo? Or now they want to do this thing, and, like, how am I going to still be with them?
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So it, it creates, it's, it's, like, a fun topic to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some uh, beautiful, like, opportunities for non-judgment and for openness and for sexual creativity. Like, how do you know? Like, maybe something will turn you on. Like, if you don't have a hard no against it, then,
1: yeah. you know,
2: kind of being curious. It promotes, like, curiosity and playfulness.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I think that speaks a lot to like sex positivity mm-hmm. like like is that is that or is that not a sex negative response to go ew yeah when somebody you know tells you their <laughs> deepest darkest you know for you to go gross yeah yeah it's a what how do how do we stop that how do we yeah it's
2: it's tough cuz our initial reaction may be ew. <laughs> yeah. But kind of seeing like the vulnerability that it takes for someone to open up whether it's about like I want you to eat me out more or I want you to wear pantyhose like those are vulnerable things to ask for what you yeah. want in sex. We're not taught that. We're not supported with that. Uh, particularly if you've been female as uh, socialized female, like that's not a thing that that we've been equipped with skills to do. Yeah. Um so if your partner comes and says, "Hey, I'm into this." and you could say, "Oh, like thanks for telling me like more about what turns you on I have to think about that I don't I don't know much about it like let me do some research or yeah. like tell or, me or more tell me
1: more about yeah. That. yeah yeah
2: and sometimes people won't know because uh, it's the first time that they've ever had someone that is like open to hearing it yeah. and so they may say well I just like the thing I don't know I just like it yeah. and uh, tell me more is, is a, a good opener for some people and for other people it's like oh like now I have to explain my weird thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so you could go research and then come back and be like so I realize some people like this because of this this and this
1: like what is it what you know it about, about it for it? you yeah, yeah yeah is it any of these things yeah is it helpful helpful for the person that is going to divulge to yeah. maybe give is there a some pre yes divulge yes. conversation that could <laughs> yeah. be happening to set up a, a you know a, a a happy conversation yes for five sure minutes down the road don't do
2: it like while you're grocery shopping <laughs> 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 yeah. Like do it when you have like some privacy and a quiet time. Uh, probably in the middle of sex is probably not the best idea either. Okay. Uh, maybe if you're kind of having an intimate moment that's not necessarily sexual yet and just kind of be like, hey, like, babe, I was thinking about this thing or I saw this thing or I heard about this thing or mm. I, you know, if you're comfortable telling your partner you watch porn, like I was watching this porn and I came across like this. What, what do, do you, you think? think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just kind of like putting it out there as like a what do you think about this? The same way you'd be like, hey, I saw this new restaurant. Do you want to go try it? Like, right. what do you think about this? Like, yeah. oh, I don't like Persian food or I don't like this or whatever. Like, you know, thinking about how you're presenting it to your partner
1: as an option rather than like a demand. Yeah. Um, this is a thing I need. Yeah. When, when it isn't necessarily. It isn't. It's for a lot of people that are divulging a deep, dark desire. Yes. It's not a thing that they probably need. No. Like, yeah. It's a thing they are curious about. Yep. Uh, pursuing. Absolutely. Usually. Yeah. And that can make your partner
2: feel very comfortable that, well, you know, like if if you're into pantyhose, I can do that once in a while. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be something you do every single time.
1: Yeah. It's not a contract we're signing. For no. The- <laughs> yeah. You're wearing
2: pantyhose forever. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, yeah that's what this conversation is. In the middle
2: means. of summer, you're wearing pantyhose forever.
1: Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. And we're <laughs> going to break up. Yeah. If... You're
2: going to lose your home. I don't know where you're going to live. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're homeless. Yeah. That... Pretty <laughs> much. Because of the pantyhose <laughs> fetish. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be that. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. I feel like we're, yeah, we're pretty much at time. So, okay. Luna, um, I would love uh, for you to tell us um, what you have coming up yeah. in the future, anywhere people can find you and listen to your all your great work. Yeah, totally. Um, so I teach uh,
2: regularly on O School. So it's mm-hmm. www.o.school. And it's free to tune in. You just have to sign up and you can chat or not chat. Um, but I teach pretty regularly on Fridays on there. And so I tend to do Fat Babe Fridays or Fuck Like a Goddess Fridays uh, where we talk about issues on like how do we just be like more empowered through our bodies and our sexual confidence to be able to like have better sex and have hotter sex with the people that we want mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm teaching a lot in Toronto in the summer so I'll be at Oasis and yeah. um, my schedule for good for her and King Toronto are both up on my website awesome yeah super great and places what, what is
1: your website oh
2: yeah my websites uh, Luna so it's like Hakuna Matadas but Luna Matadas yeah. <laughs> um, or you can find me on social media I'm Luna Matadas everywhere and um, and I'm also going to be at Oasis. I'm teaching twice at Oasis, so if you're curious about sex clubs, like, it's Oasis is my favorite sex club. I would totally love to meet people there, and, like, it's great to kind of know someone. And you're like, Luna, I know you. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know you, but, okay. But <laughs> like, hi. But hi. <laughs> uh, and I'll be in person selling goods. So I'm mm-hmm. at Pink Market, um, which is a, a queer um, and LGBTQ market that's happening in Toronto. It mm-hmm. happens twice a year, and it's, like, all these amazing, like, handcrafted goods. So I'm Selling my Peg the
1: Patriarchy shirt. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I did <laughs> yeah. have something I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because um, I told somebody uh, close to me that I was interviewing you. Oh, yeah, interviewing you, and they were like a little. They're like, explain the Peg the Patriarchy. <laughs> I, it could, I believe they took it a little differently than it perhaps is, was intended. Sure. Yeah. Can you talk about where that where that saying and where that like branding comes from for you? Yeah. So I created what, it, what it. it means for you. Yeah, so it's my it's my creation, um, and I came
2: up with it because I wanted a way to subvert the patriarchy. So we talk about the power of the patriarchy um, being sort of like this this all encompassing sort of systemic piece, and mm-hmm. so pegging the patriarchy is is a metaphor, um, and so there's there's a beautiful kind of power that is um, put on the person that's able to subvert the kind of power. So it can be for a sexual play, but peg the patriarchy is definitely like a social justice uh, metaphor for. Kind of taking down the patriarchy and dismantling it in a way that doesn't disadvantage women and women identified people. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Anything else that you need to say about your about things coming up for uh, you? No. And I'm really excited to be at the Bedpost show in person. Yay! Like that's going
2: to be amazing. Yay,
1: yeah. Me too. <laughs> okay. So the things I have to say then, uh, talking about the Bedpost stage show. Yeah. Uh, if you're here in Toronto and want to see the stage show, we're at the uh, last Tuesday of every month at the Super Wonder Gallery at nine, and the third Friday of every month at eight at the Social Capital Theater. <laughs> like this. Um, if you want to email me uh, for for info for any questions comments suggestions for the show I'm at the show at gmail.com um, I want to give a huge shout out to the sonar network which is a podcasting network I'm a part of you should check out all the other podcasts on the network um, and uh, talking about that if you're watching us on uh, YouTube please subscribe it really does uh, great things for me and my business um, same with if you're listening to us on iTunes or another podcasting platform to like rate and review is really really helpful um, Um, And uh, while I'm on thank yous, I want to give you a huge shout out and thank you to Eggplant Media that makes all our uh, YouTube and podcasting uh, stuff available to everyone and in such amazing quality. Um, Also, uh, just a big, big old hey to everyone here at the Pacific Junction Hotel. Thank you so much. And uh, if you are listening to us on a podcast, then you're also hearing original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached at her website, Steph Copeland Music. Dot com. And last but not least, I want to give another big thank you to Luna Matadas.
2: Yeah. You're so welcome, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh,
1: I always have so much fun with you and please come back lots. Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you uh, to everyone that's listening, watching today, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.